0: Welcome to Divine Reclamation, the podcast, a space for all women to remember their magic, align with their inner cosmic warrior, and tap into the divine within. Join me here weekly for inspiring, gritty, and sometimes taboo discussions on all things spirituality, mental health, growth, and creating wealth. I am your host, Caroline the Divine, a women's breakthrough manifestation coach, mental health advocate, and believer in miracles. Welcome to Divine Reclamation, the podcast. Welcome back Divine Reclamation, the podcast. This is your host, Caroline the Divine. This is episode two. Being good is a lie. Yes, being good is a lie. Buckle up, babes, because we are going to the dark side. We are going to bust through the myths of good and evil and how embracing your own darkness will launch you into the biggest spiritual breakthrough of your freaking life. Okay? So, in the spiritual community, this practice is often referred to as shadow work. Okay, this is where we start to mindfully unpack all of the subconscious beliefs lingering beneath the surface that we have about ourselves, the world in the people in our lives. This is powerful shit, okay? This is powerful shit. So buckle up. I've got some amazing things in store for you. Um, I'm really excited for this episode, I have to tell you. Uh, Not only are we going to get deep into my personal life, uh, but I am going to give a little bit of a lesson here. So this is really important information. Uh, So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is pretty big. Okay, I'm going to ask you to forget everything you've ever known. Literally, just forget it. Everything. Listen to this with new ears, a new heart and with curiosity. So in order to understand ourselves, we must first understand how we've been programmed. Our programming began the the minute that we were born. And before that, if you want me to be 100% honest, but we're just going to start at the moment you were born, okay? Well, we'll do that other conversation another time. You'll see we've got a lot of things going on in in this episode, so we're just going to leave it to the moment that you were born, okay? You came into this world as a completely blank slate, right? You knew absolutely nothing. You could have been told that we wear shoes on our hands and that coughing in people's faces is a sign of respect, and you would have acted accordingly, right? You didn't know any better. You knew nothing. So how do we get programmed? It's really simple, actually. Really, like, like mind-blowingly simple. We get programmed through reward and punishment. Simple. Reward and punishment. So when you acted how your parents or how society wanted you to, you were rewarded through their attention, love, praise, awards at school, and so on. But when you misbehaved, what happened? Your parents were upset. You were sent to your room, separated from the family unit. Maybe your parents even withheld their love as a form of punishment. And it hurt, didn't it? It hurt. It didn't feel good not to be a part of things. So you learned quickly to conform and fit neatly into what was expected of you. Think about this. What happens when a small child gets angry? She wanted a toy, the parents said no, and the child gets angry, sad, starts crying, and just goes freaking ballistic. Okay, so what happens? The parents say, no, stop crying, don't do that, go to your room, and the child learns. So what do you think the child internalizes from this? these feelings are bad. I am wrong for feeling this. I can't share my emotions. My parents don't love me. This part of me is wrong. Then that child begins to make parts of himself or herself smaller to avoid the pain of not belonging. Of not belonging. It's not because those feelings are actually bad, but because we see that our sense of belonging is being jeopardized. Yes, that is the underlying cause of it all. We want to belong. It is one of our deepest desires is to belong. So why why is belonging important? Right? Like all the time we hear people say, you know, I don't care if anybody likes me. I don't care what people say. Uh, You know, things like that. I know I've probably said that in my life. Um, You know, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. Right? I don't need to belong. But it's not true. It's not true, actually. So we need to have just a moment of honesty to get real clear about that. That's not true. Okay. We do want to belong, we do want to be um, a part of a group. And so we can look at evolution. To understand why that is. So let's look back at our most distant relatives, okay? Most distant relatives uh, before there was industry, before there was technology, for colonization, okay, before all of that. We lived in tribes. We functioned as a group. Each member of the tribe served a purpose and brought essential resources to the tribe to ensure everyone else's survival, okay? Listen to this. Survival is the driving force behind everything, right? The will to go on, the will to survive, to prolong our life, right? That is the drive behind everything. So, if you were cast out of the tribe, if they were like, hell no, buddy, you got to go. You're out of the tribe. Guess what? You're dead. Like literally you're dead. Okay. You cannot survive, especially at that time without having the tribe. Okay. That was essential to your survival. So there's no way that you could make it right. You'd have a harder time fighting off predators, finding food and procreating. Okay, and procreating. So being a part of the tribe had absolutely everything to do with your livelihood. And this mentality and desire to belong has stayed with us. But now, because our lifestyles are different, right? Our lifestyles are different. Um, we don't necessarily have to have a tribe. Um, to go to the grocery store and get food, right? It's not, it's not like that anymore. But it's on much more of a social aspect instead, um, instead of being directly related to things like food, water, and shelter. So, in psychology, we call this the in-group. Right, you're a part of an in-group right now. You are a part of an in-group. And an in-group is whichever group that you belong to, which includes things like races, nationalities, social classes, interests, okay, your hobbies, things that you like to do and other people who like to do them, right? This is why we search for commonality with people. What do we have in common? Are you a part of my tribe? Are you a part of my group? Okay, that's why we look for that is so we can tell, are we in our in group? Okay, so we can even relate this to racism. The people that you see on social media who post things like all lives matter and racism doesn't exist, they belong to an in group that believes that those things are true. But what's happening right now? is the in-group is changing, right? The in-group is changing. We've said, we won't tolerate racism. We won't allow it in our community, in our world. And that is slowly becoming the majority, right? Slowly as fuck, but it's happening. So eventually, these outliers will be forced to adapt. For their own survival okay they will become the minority they will be forced to adapt so how does this relate to shadow work i know i kind of went off there but how does this relate to shadow work okay it does it does see we we need to understand more (laughs) of how 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 the world affects us, how we're programmed, how we learn things, and all of our beliefs in order for us to really create real change. Um, so, okay, let's, let's get back to this. How does this all relate to shadow work? Well, let's go back to our programming example. You've learned that negative, and I put that in quotes, emotions are bad. But we all experience heavy emotions. Like shame or rage, anger, sadness, grief. But we've been told that expressing these feelings are bad. It's not socially acceptable, right? I can't just walk into a public place and be like, I'm fucking pissed right now. I'm so angry. Yeah. No. Right. Like people would feel threatened. Like all of a sudden it's an uncomfortable situation. Right. We've blacklisted these um, heavy emotions. And so it's become something that we hold a great shame around. Right. So what do we do when we experience these emotions? We stuff them. We hide them. We lock them up. We deny that they're even a part of us. We literally split ourselves, okay? There's a term called the split self, and that's exactly what happens when we go through trauma or we experience these heavy, overwhelming emotions. They become too much because we're told that they're bad, and then we split, okay? So why? Why do we split? Well, because we don't believe that we are bad people. And we have this infatuation with being good, right? We want to be good. We want to be a good daughter, a good mother, a good employee, a good partner, a good person in society. We want the gold star in life. Well, guess what? Being good is a fucking lie. It's a false identity that makes us feel better about who we are, right? Because if we check all the boxes and we're like, yep, I donated to charity. Yes. Yes. I put the shopping cart back at Walmart. Okay, good person. Good person. I posted on Facebook today about uh, something that was good. Okay, that makes me good. Check. Right. We have all these this fucking criteria uh, for what makes us a good person. And why? Why do we do that? Well, part of it is because we want to be better than other people right? That means we're a part of the in-group. We're not going to be one of the stragglers left behind who doesn't survive, right? We're going to be a part of the in-group if we're a good person. It's really interesting stuff, you guys. I love this. I love learning about this stuff. Um, I love teaching on it too. It's so interesting. Um, it helps us see things from a different perspective and getting that different perspective will change our life, okay? So we have this uh, This false identity that we're good, right? We have to be good. But then what happens is the moment you partake in something bad, then everything goes out the window and you're fucked, right? Like, wait a second. I thought I was a good person. How could I have done this thing that makes me seem like a bad person? Then in comes the shame. In comes the shame. And then we stuff it. We split and we hide it. So do you see how imbalanced this is and how this can lead us to denying a very large part of ourselves? Very large part, okay? Especially when we've been through trauma or we've had challenging experiences in our lives. We label ourselves and we judge ourselves like how we think the rest of the world would judge us. We deny ourselves, and with heavy shame, we amputate this part of ourselves and act like it's not there. When this happens repeatedly over time, we end up not really knowing who we are. We become enslaved by perfectionism, people-pleasing, and upholding this good image that we've created. But on an energetic level, okay, if we're going to talk about energy, on an energetic level, this is problematic. This is fucking problematic, okay? We've created massive blockages in our minds and bodies. These blocks Okay, listen to this. If you haven't been listening, which I'm sure you have, listen to this part. Okay, these blocks can create very real physical disease. I had a psychology professor in college who had a client that had experienced a trauma. I'm not sure of what it was exactly, but she had seen something or or been through something that was very, very traumatic. And she was so ashamed. And distraught that she literally went blind. She literally went blind. Okay, perfect eyesight. There's no reason why this woman should have gone blind, but she did. So she, after experiencing this trauma, she could not cope with it and could not rationalize with it to such an extent that she didn't even want to see it literally did not even want to see it hey that is so deep um but after going through therapy and treatment she was able to gain her sight back that's truly miraculous so now that i have your attention Now that you are with me down in this rabbit hole of talking about programming in society and the dark side, okay, (laughs) how can you start your journey in shadow work? So remember, shadow work is examining our unconscious programming. It starts with awareness. What am I thinking? What do I believe? And why do I believe it? Where did this belief start? So I'll give you an example from my own life. When I was a kid, my mom and I had a very hot, cold relationship. At times we were best friends. But when she was mad at me, she wouldn't talk to me, Um, like literally would act like I wasn't there. Um, She'd say hateful things and it was actually very uncomfortable to just exist at home. I started feeling like I was alone in life, like I had to do everything on my own, like I was completely alone and I resented it so much. I resented it. I wanted to be like everyone else. I thought, you know, other kids at school don't have the problems like I do. I'm not like them is what I felt. I don't belong. Right. Back to that belonging. Hmm? Yeah, I felt like I didn't belong. So eventually I was sent to a behavior modification school in upstate New York. My mom and I were not getting along. And this was a highly structured and, dare I say, abusive facility that was not under any kind of regulation or observance from any governing body anywhere. Okay. I'll be doing an entire podcast series on this school. Actually, uh, I get a lot of questions about my experience there because it is very strange. Um, and at another time, I will talk to you more about that. Uh, but a little interesting fact. So Paris Hilton Paris Hilton, the heiress, okay, Paris Hilton, uh, was sent to a, a school that was a part of the same network of schools that I went to. And she has actually made a documentary called This Is Paris, where she's supposedly going to expose these programs. Uh, it was supposed to come out in May, I believe, at the Sundance Film Festival, but because of uh, COVID, it is being delayed. But I am excited to see what this documentary brings to light, and I'm hoping that once we get uh, public attention on this, all of the survivors from these programs, from the WASP Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs, you can look it up. Um, There is a WASP Survivors Network, but I'm hoping once this gains public traction that we will be able to have some justice for what we experienced there. So, the fundamental practices of these schools were built off of brainwashing and cult-style discipline. Yes, cult-style discipline. We were not allowed to talk at all. Never. Like, not even. I, I think, so what, what they actually did is they had a list that you could sign up on to talk to a friend. And you could only talk to certain people. It's complicated. I'll, I'll get into that another time. Uh, but that ended up being about five or ten minutes a week that you could talk. Okay, so imagine being quiet for that long. Yeah, that's how I got really good at thinking about my thoughts. Because that's all I fucking did when I was there. <laughs> Okay, so maybe I cheated a little bit when it comes to uh, being able to think about my thoughts and, and know what I'm thinking about and understand my beliefs. Yeah, right? So that's kind of a gift that I got out of that situation. But I want you to think about the psychological impact and how you would feel being in such a weird setting like that for so long, okay? So we weren't allowed to talk. Uh, we weren't obviously allowed to just like walk around freely. We even had to ask permission if I wanted to stand up from a sitting down position or if I wanted to sit down from a up permission, we had to ask permission for everything. You literally could not move in this facility without asking for permission. Okay. Um, if you did not listen, they would physically restrain you. Like I said, we can get into this another time. There's a whole lot to that story, okay? Anyways, so super fucked up place, all right? You get it, super fucked up. Um, It definitely fucked me up in the head. So I had already had this belief that I was alone, right? I had already had that belief, remember? Already had the belief from living with mom at home that I was alone in the world. So then I go to this program, Which made that belief concrete, right? I am alone. Holy shit, I am alone. So, after the program, my mom had moved from Southern California, where I was living, to a tiny town in the mountains in Massachusetts, completely different across the country, right? I was 16 and I had spent the last two and a half years. I was in that school, that facility for two and a half years, uh, 29 months at a lockdown facility. I was then being dropped into a public high school where most of the students were very wealthy, very preppy little town. Okay. Very wealthy, very well to do, very like we go to the country club and stuff like that. Okay. So where I was coming from and where I had been being dropped into that community, I felt like a complete outsider. Right? So my feelings of being alone and not being like everyone else just intensified. Over the course of the next few years, I continued to grow this belief even more. Uh, my mom had kicked me out when I turned 17. Uh, not when I turned 17, but a little bit later that year, I was 17 when it happened. So I felt like, again, I'm alone. Um, I had experienced domestic violence. Even after that, I'm alone. I went through drug addiction. I'm alone. Okay, there's all these sides of myself, all these experiences that continued to build this belief that I was alone in the world. But it wasn't until I consciously started challenging my beliefs that I realized it wasn't true. It wasn't true. I wasn't alone. I had friends. I had friends. I had people who cared about me. In fact, there was a whole and is a whole world of people who I hadn't even met yet, who could be a part of my life. So once I stopped believing that I was alone, the people showed up, right? Once I stopped leading that thing about myself, that I'm alone in the world, then I opened up the energy to allow people into my life. Okay, but a few things had to happen. I first had to believe that I was worthy, was worthy of having people in my life. I had to believe that I was lovable, that people could love me, that there was good in me, right? And maybe the things that I had been believing weren't actually true. So the very first thing that I recommend to start your journey to the shadow side is to challenge yourself. On everything. Everything. Get used to saying the phrase, or maybe not. Okay, so when you find yourself saying, I'm so angry right now, end it with, or maybe not. What am I actually feeling? Explore that. I'm so hungry, or maybe not. Am I stressed out? Am I bored? Get curious about why you feel the way you do. Right? My feelings are hurt right now. Or maybe not. What's actually going on? Let me look deeper. Right? That phrase, or maybe not, is used to create curiosity, to allow space for you to question what you're actually experiencing. Right? There's people who go through life and they never question a single thing that they think or believe. And let me tell you, those are the people who are operating out of a completely false premise whose thoughts and beliefs don't actually line up with reality, right? Um, Questioning yourself is actually the key to unlocking your genius, okay? Because if your beliefs are actually that strong and actually that real, then they can be put to the test right? You can test it. If it's the truth, you can test it and it will be the same every single time, right? It'll be the same every single time because it's the truth and the truth is constant. Um, so, okay, let's get back to where we were going. <laughs> like I said, I love this stuff so much, you guys. I know I sound intense um, on the other end, but I really, I have a smile on my face. I love this stuff. It's so fun to talk about because I know um, that when you apply these practices your life is going to change i know this to be true that is a truth or maybe not <laughs> or maybe not okay so get curious about the way uh about why you feel the way you do um so here's another example so let's say you're angry right you're angry again we're going to use anger because i like it because so many people shy away from anger they're like Oh no, you can't be angry. That is like threatening and scary. Um, But, you know, I love anger. I think anger is great. Anger, if you want to know, okay, we're going to go off on another side thing because I just love this. So, anger, what is the benefit of anger? Think about that for a second. I want you to come up with your own answer real quick. What is the benefit of anger? Anger incites action. Always, when you're angry, I'm not saying it's healthy. Okay, there's maybe, you know, some unhealthy action that's taken in anger. But what, when we feel angry, what it really is, is that we feel that a boundary has been violated. We feel violated. We feel scared that our boundary has been violated. And so we respond in a big, powerful way to reassert our boundaries. Okay, so when we can start looking at the layers underneath, we can have more compassion for ourselves instead of just being like, God, I have a fucking anger problem. I'm just out of control. I'm so angry, blah, blah, blah. No, look beneath the layer. What is actually being triggered? So we're going to get into that. Okay, so (laughs) so let's say you're angry and you start to look deeper and peel back the layers. You say, I'm angry right now, or maybe not. You start to look at the underlying feeling. So actually, actually, I feel hurt. I feel like my boyfriend doesn't respect me. Okay, not really. This is an example, you guys. Okay, my boyfriend's amazing to me. Um, but I just, we're using this as an example. So, okay, my boyfriend doesn't respect me. He puts me down and it makes me feel like I can't do anything right. So what's actually being triggered is this belief that you have been carrying with you all of your life, that you're not good enough. So what do we do then? We ask, when did I start feeling this way in my life? When is the very first time that I can remember not feeling good enough? And usually it's sometime in childhood, and we can delve into some really powerful work to start healing the wounded child out of you. But even realizing that now, you can also ask yourself, why am I attracting people into my life that trigger my feeling of not being good enough? Is this a dynamic that I've become comfortable with and that I interpret as love? Mm. That's some deep shit. I know that just blew some of y'all's minds as you're like, holy shit, that's me. Um, Yeah. But so this is, this is, The embracing part of shadow work. Instead of denying these feelings, we love them. We love them. We start having radical compassion for ourselves. We start living as a whole person, right? Whew. This is some big, big paradigm shifting work happening here. So once you can live, as a whole person loving and accepting and nurturing and tending to all the different sides of yourself you are a complex being you are complex you have got storylines and narratives and beliefs and trauma and and all the things right you've got all of it and and they all work as like a symphony to um to your life right to your soul your spirit but what happens is when some of those instruments are out of tune, your symphony can sound like shit and it can feel like shit and it can hurt your ears and your heart and everything else, okay? So when you start living as a whole person and you accept all the different sides of yourself and you stop shying away from dealing with shame and you stop shying away From dealing with regret and anger and resentment, then you will know true freedom. True freedom. Because then, guess what? Anything that you do after that point, after you have this breakthrough, it can't hurt you. Because you'll understand why. Because you'll look beneath the layers and you'll have compassion. You'll have compassion for yourself, and you'll have compassion for other people. And somebody tell me if I'm wrong that this is exactly what the world needs. That, that will change the world. Okay? So in my program, The Divine Babe Transformation, this is exactly the work that we do. We figure it out. Right, we figure out what are your beliefs, where did they come from, and then we release them from you energetically, physically, emotionally. We release them and we heal them with uh, several different techniques that I use. I've got an arsenal of techniques, uh, and then guess what? We write a new set of beliefs. That's the most important part is writing a new set of beliefs, okay? So if you're like, well, uh, you know, I, I am addressing this issue of me not feeling good enough and I know where it came from and I have compassion for myself. Even though it's affected my life in all these ways, I still love and forgive myself for having this belief that I'm not good enough. But what do I do after that? Well, it's time to release it and it's time to write a new set of beliefs. You are good enough. You are capable. You can do the damn thing, right? You write a new set of beliefs. So with my belief that I was alone in my life and not like everyone else, right? I had that belief. I was alone in life and I'm not like everyone else. I started telling myself, I belong, I belong, I am like everyone else. And the parts that aren't like everyone else are magical and fucking beautiful. And I released the shame and my life changed forever. It changed forever. And guess what? Once you make these changes in your life, you'll never go back. You won't. Because you know the truth, right? And once you know the truth, I mean, it's almost like that phrase of like, you've seen the light, right? Once you've seen the light, that's all there is, right? Game over. Like you've you've seen the light, you've seen the truth. There's no chance that you can go back to living in an illusion or living in a lie because um, it's impossible because you have that knowledge now. Uh, And that's why... (laughs) Like, seriously, you guys, I'm not even saying this just to be like, join my program, but literally everybody out there in the world needs to take this course. Okay. If you're ready to start shedding the lies that you've been living in and start embracing your true nature and live as a fully integrated person, you're Oh, I'm so, like I'm trying not to cuss, okay? I'm trying not to cuss, but you're going to be a powerful fucking badass, right? <sighs> I love it. I love it. So shadow work is, is the most important work you can ever do. This is where the huge breakthroughs happen. This is where you can learn to see yourself for truth without judgment. It is safe to be you. All of you. So, this course, the Divine Babe Transformation, starts on August 3rd. Okay, August 3rd. And just because you listen to this episode, I am giving you 15% off if, listen, if you sign up in the next seven days. Okay, use the code positive AF. So, positive as fuck, positive AF is the discount code. Now what I want you to do is you log on to my Instagram, okay? Click the link in my bio. My Instagram is at caroline.the.divine. Click the link in my bio You'll see a little button there that says enroll in the Divine Babe Transformation. It will take you to my website. You scroll all the way down to the bottom and you say, start my transformation. Once you do that, it will take you to the checkout page. There is a a space um, on on the checkout browser for you to put in the discount code positive AF, positive as fuck. Okay, I love it. We're owning this. Um, It's time to write a new story. Okay, You are the author of your life and I am here to share everything I know to get you the life that you want. So hop on ASAP. You have one week to claim the discount. Uh, I would love to work with you. I truly would. You know, this is my this is my life's purpose. I'm living in my purpose and I I, want to invite you to live in your purpose also. Uh, So you guys, thank you. So much for joining me on the dark side of today's episode on Divine Reclamation, the podcast. Tune in next Monday for a surprise guest. I'm so excited! I'm not going to tell you who it is. Um, I am bringing a surprise guest on. I'm thrilled to have her. She is a genius, right? I love surrounding myself with people living in their genius. Um, it, it that's what we need, right? We need more people in our lives who are doing the damn thing and who are bringing us up with them and vice versa okay so join me next monday for episode three of the podcast and remember you are divine and being good is a fucking lie see you next week ta-ta for now thank you so much for tuning into Divine Reclamation, the podcast. Your listenership is so valued and appreciated. Take just a moment of your time to leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a gleaming five-star rating. (laughs) (laughs) share it with your friends, post it to your social media. Every effort helps me continue sharing information, love, and support to women out there who need it. It takes just a moment of your time, but it helps me tremendously. Thank you again and see you next week.